Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Raw Podcast brought to you by the Sunland Echo SAFC, SAFC team. Uh, my name is Richard Bonnet and I'm joined today by Phil Smith, Mark Donnelly and James Copley. Welcome one and all. This is, a, as I say, a special edition of the pod to discuss the Sunland ladies situation after their promotion hopes were ended on Thursday um, after the FA announced that it would be declaring the current season null and void. Sunderland, of course, ladies had enjoyed a stunning campaign so far, unbeaten in their Women's National League Northern Division. Uh, they were sitting 11 points clear at the top and enjoyed a game in hand on second place Derby County and they'd also advanced the um, League Cup final too. But uh, the FA issued a statement in which they confirmed that they remained hopeful of completing the season in the top tiers of the women's games, but tiers 3-7 to seven, We'll see all results expunged, and that leaves Sunderland's promotion hopes um, in tatters, it would seem. Um, promotion to the second tier is dependent on a successful application process as well as results on the pitch. Um, Sunderland had begun that process, but to the statement on Thursday said that there would be no promotion or relegation. Um, Sunderland later issued a statement... As it stood, SFC ladies were top of the FA Women's National League North and preparing for the FA Women's National League Cup final. While today's decision will lead to disappointment for players, staff and supporters alike, the club accepts it and recognises that in these unprecedented times, difficult measures must be taken to protect the safety and welfare of all within the game. Finally, everyone at SFC would like to congratulate Mel and their players and staff on a fantastic season. We look forward to seeing you back in action and we know you will come back stronger than ever. Um, so, chaps, a devastating blow then for, for Sunderland ladies. Um, a couple of clubs in our region in a similar situation um, with South Shields as well. Uh, as we've mentioned, 12 points clear. Though They too have had their hopes, hopes promotion ended. But just focus on Sunderland ladies. What, what did we all make of the, the decision, Phil? Do you want to kick off? Yeah, I mean, I guess the first thing is just kind of a a real kind of um, sympathy for for the players and the staff, to be honest, because you know we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll consider the longer term implications of what these this means. But you know everyone, it would have been such a cathartic title win when you consider what that team have been through um, with the initial demotion a couple of years ago, and and what an unbelievable job they've done to build back up to the point where they can be considered a really competitive side at this level and one that has the potential to go and play in the championship. Um, you know, you think of the memories they've kind of been denied that they deserved, you know, in terms of having that day where they win the title. They were obviously in the League Cup final as well, which would have been such a special and deserved occasion for all of them, especially because, you know, we all know that the, in the women's game and at that level, the players make unbelievable sacrifices. You know, they do it entirely for the for the love of playing and, and, and for the love of playing with each other and, and, and the club as well. So it's 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 just such a shame that they won't get those kind of, opportunities um to kind of finish the season as, as they deserved. Um, you know, it's it's clearly a, a huge difficult decision to take as well because we're not talking about a team that was one or two points and had a good chance of winning that league. They were eleven points clear with a game in hand. They were by some distance the dominant force in that division. Um so it's a really, really tricky decision. You know, the statement reflects the fact that everyone knows these are unprecedented times and that difficult decisions were going to have to be made, whatever, but it's it's a really, really, really sore one to take. In the long term, it's you know, it's it's difficult to know where the club and the players are gonna go from here because I'm sure a lot of them have huge ambitions to play in the championship and, and, and believed and hoped that they'd be able to do so with Sunderland. We don't quite know what's gonna happen there. Um, and in the short term, yeah, it's just that kind of, you know, real, real sadness that 
what would have been a really, really worthy and special occasion when they won that title as they were going to do. You know, they won't get the chance to experience that um, because that was that was really well deserved. And like you know, like I say, they've made huge sacrifices to get in that position in the first. Uh, James, I know you've seen a lot of the, the ladies over the last uh, couple of years or so. Um, really heart wrenching, isn't it, and devastating for those on, on a personal level, having worked so hard for, for for months to get in this position to then have that kind of snatched uh, snatched away from you. Obviously, the unlikely to be the only team in that scenario, but that that won't soften the blow, will it? No, it won't. And um, <clears throat> I mean, the first thing it says is that these are unprecedented times and tough decisions have to be made. And, you know, people's health and livelihoods are at stake here and football kind of comes a, a second to that. But this FA decision, it really does hurt, given the history. Um, and I've seen firsthand, I've been lucky enough to see firsthand the dedication of Mel, um, her staff, the players, the work rate these girls have, the passion um, for the game. I mean, Phil alluded to it, but these players aren't getting paid Um most of them are working or studying alongside um, alongside football. They do football as a hobby. Um, they do it because they enjoy it, which is the, the purest form of football. It's the purest form um, of the game. Uh, so they've put a lot into this season. And I mean, I have a vested professional interest and I'm a biased because I'm a, a Sunderland fan, but this is probably one of the best sides that the FA Women's National League has ever seen. As you say, 11 points clear. Um, they've lost once, I think, this season to Birmingham in the FA Cup. Birmingham are, are two leagues above. Um, and, you know, again, I, I am a little bit biased because I'm, I'm so involved with them. But this side had everything you want from a football team. It, it's a young, attacking, exciting side with huge personality. I think Grace McCarthy is the oldest player at 30 years old. And then you've got, you know, Charlotte Potts and Kira Ramshaw, who are 24, 25, massive personalities. Kira Ramshaw absolutely loves playing for Sunderland. Um, Charlotte Potts gives everything every time she puts on a, a red and white shirt. And I know how hard they work and, and how dedicated they are. So it um, it does hurt as a, as a fan and, and as a journalist who's worked with them, it, it, it really does sting. Um, and there's an issue now around, you know, these games have been expunged. Georgia Gibson's just made a, a 50th appearance um, in a Sunderland shirt. I, I presume that that's not the case anymore. Kira Ramshaw, the captain, made a 200th appearance in a Sunderland shirt earlier this season. We covered that widely. I think if the games are expunged, that probably doesn't count anymore. I'm not sure. And then, you know, you look at Neve Heron scoring, she's a 16-year-old from left-back scoring a double against Stoke, which was absolutely phenomenal. Jessica Brown scored an absolute worldie that most Sunderland fans have probably seen against Newcastle to win the game at the Stadium of Light. These are all fantastic moments and and now it feels like they don't really count anymore, which is it's such a shame um for people who have who have worked so hard and invested so much time and energy, passion and commitment um into a season. So yeah, it's a it's a tough one to take. And Phil, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because if they're gonna try and they haven't made a decision yet, have they on the top two divisions? So it could still be, I mean, still there's no scope for anyone to be relegated from Championship down. And is this kind of it? Do you think for Sunderland, or do you think there's any? Well, I th- I think it's it. You know, Mark will be able to come in off the back of this and explain because he you know has a really good knowledge of how these things works. Clearly, it's not quite cut and dry. The statement yesterday did say there'd be no promotional relegation from tiers three to seven. So that would suggest that there's no hope of being promoted. However, we all know from, from Sunderland's history that this is quite a complex process in the women's game. And obviously it depends on the the, the licence and process. 
as long as we don't know what's going to happen with the women's championship, I think it's impossible to be 100% definitive about what comes next. All clubs have to continuously meet the licence criteria, and, and especially in such uncertain times, it's absolutely impossible to know where the championship teams are going to be in, say, three, four months' time when the season restarts. So there's a lot of kind of uncertainty around the game, the women's game in general, as there is, of course, in the men's game throughout the divisions, financial, sporting, all these kinds of things. So at the moment, it looks as if it's kind of over for Sunderland. And that, that will be a real, real tough one, um, especially for a lot of the players who are championship quality, who've stayed loyal to Sunderland in the hope of getting back up to that level. Um, it does feel a little early to kind of write it off. Um, and I'm sure Mark can give a little bit of insight on that kind of licensing process and we will have to kind of wait and see how the next months develop. Everything in sport is very uncertain at the moment, and, and this is kind of no, diff- no different. Uh, Mark, do you, want to, do you want to come in? Do you, do you think there's any hope for Sunderland in terms of promotion, or do you think that's, that's that? Yeah, you certainly can't rule it out, obviously. It's all very much hypothetical at the moment, but I think the straw some people are clutching to, if you want to use that phrase, is the fact that there are only 11 teams in the, the Women's Championship at the moment, obviously, as a consequence of the league restructure a few years ago that saw Sunderland drop down to the third tier. The second tier lost Yeovil, Doncaster, Sheffield, and has, has never replaced them. Um, there's still 11 teams in there, still an odd number of teams in there. Um, so I think there's a belief from some that the FA might want to balance that out. Ultimately, that decision hasn't been made yet. The Championship clubs are still unaware of when if at all, they will be resuming their season. Um, or I think they're expected to go in line with what the men's game ultimately decide. So while there's still that uncertainty over the championship, there's still a glimmer of hope for Sunderland. But the the key thing to remember with the licensing process is that it will not take into account in any major way Sunderland's success on the field uh, this season, whether rightly or wrongly, that, that is the way the FA will judge it. They will judge clubs on financial sustainability and whether they believe that they will be able to compete for the long term um, in the championship on a financial level. We've seen in the past when they've opened up licensing criteria, teams such as Sheffield United, who were playing in Tier 4, Manchester United, who didn't even have a senior women's team, jumped straight into Tier 2. There's a lot of teams at the moment putting considerable budgets behind their women's teams in Sunderland's league and indeed below. Southampton are really, really making a fist of it in the fourth tier. Nottingham Forest in Sunderland's league have injected quite a bit of capital into their team. So if this process does open, as I say, it's all very much hypothetical at the moment. Sunderland won't be the only team playing by any stretch of the imagination. There will be a lot of teams applying, uh, a lot of competition for these places. And ultimately, one thing that's going to affect maybe the decision to hand out licences would be the timescales involved as well. Because a licensing process has to be done properly. It can't be done quickly if you're having... A dozen teams submit license applications. It's going to take you a fair while to go through them, do the club interviews, visit clubs, do the ground gradings, everything associated with that. Especially in the current climate, that's going to be really hard. So there's plenty of variables there. I would say you can't rule out promotion for Sunderland through a licensing process, but it's certainly by no means a guarantee either. I sort of I I understand the FA's need and willingness to kind of grow women's football financially. And that is an important part of, of the game growing in this country. That definitely has to be looked at. But it's such a shame that that seems to be, you know, that seems to dominate their thinking so heavily. I mean, sports should be should be meritocratic. And, and when, a, when a team like Sunderland achieves so much, 
for it to be on the wrong end of so many of these decisions does sting, especially when you consider as well how many England players Sunderland have produced and and how much Sunderland as a club has has given on the ladies' side has given to the game nationally. It's it's a real shame that the kind of the FA's default setting is to and criteria is to is to look at the finances rather than what's actually done on the pitch. Do, do you think that's um, <clears throat> just um, going back to Mark's point slightly? But do you think that's why kind of Sunderland struck the kind of tone that they did with their statement that um, it, it just differed very differently, didn't it, from kind of South Shields' approach where they, there was a lot of anger there. Um, there was a instinct to appeal straight away. There was a threat of legal action, things like that. I know it's two different scenarios and different complex um, situations, but do you think, because potentially there might be some promotion hope that that's why Sunderland struck the, the tone that they did with the statement and kind of accept the decision? I think that's potentially something that they may be, may, you know, may have been a factor in their thinking. Uh, it, clearly, it's not as the situation isn't as cut and dried as Mark's just outlined there as it is in the men's game, where if you you null and void a season, if you're not in the promotion places, it's kind of it's kind of all over. Um, it, it's very difficult to know what to know what someone's thinking is kind of of, of long term, because of course, you know, we've talked a lot about um, how well they're doing on the team and, and looking. To, to get promotion, you know, we 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 don't know the level of, of backing that was being promised to the to the women's team going forward. We know that someone had begun that process of applying to get into the championship, which clearly would have required a, a significant level of commitment. But you know, we we don't know for certain that they would have met the FA criteria, that they would have been over and above other teams in that in that scenario. So the, the, there's a huge amount of unknowns. Perhaps the statement, which is quite conciliatory, reflected that. Um, it's, I think it's important to note as well as that other clubs in Sunderland's position, for the most part, have taken a similar view. I know Watford were very much in promotion contention in the Southern Division and they said they welcomed it because it brings certainty and that's what they wanted. Um, Ipswich, who were going well in the tier below, kind of suggested they were reluctantly OK with the decision. The only really strong criticism I've seen so far has been from Barnsley, who going well in their division again in the tier below to Sunderland and they've been you know they've kind of been absolutely furious with the decision and released a very strong statement so perhaps it just reflects the fact that we are in hugely unprecedented times and people people are really trying to work out what is right and what is best and everyone kind of acknowledges that there's no easy solutions that are going to work for everyone um all you can say is you hope that Sunderland ultimately will do whatever they can if the opportunity arises. We don't know if that opportunity will arise. We don't know what's going to happen with the top two tiers. And we don't know if Sunderland are going to be in any kind of position to kind of get into that championship. All you can say is, is that we sincerely hope that if that opportunity does arise, they'll do everything possible for the for the players and staff who deserve it. But we just, we just don't know at this point in time. And I guess, James, just from a kind of personal point of view for, for Mel and the players... It will be uh, it'll be a sore one to get over won't it? in the coming uh, in the coming weeks. Yeah, definitely. I, I spoke to Mel um, two or three days ago, um, and there wasn't you know a hint of this in in the air. Really, it kind of came out the blue. Obviously, we knew decisions were going to be made, but um, I spoke to her about the possibility of a, a season being declared null and void, and in typical fashion, she um, she just brushed it off and said that um, whatever the decision, they would get on with it. Um, and that's you know that's the that's the character that um, that goes through her whole side that they don't moan the professionals even though you know they're not paid and they just get on with it and, and she paid tribute to the to the girls as well um, 
they beat Stoke in their last game um, before this all happened, who they were due to play in a cup final as well. They beat them 4-2 and Mel declared it the best performance of the season. I think her exact quote was, if if that's the last game of the season, then what a way to go out. So, um, yeah, just uh, uh, the players are a credit to her. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll come back stronger next season. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, one and all. Um, and that brings an end to another Raw podcast. Um, please head to the Sunodeco website for full details and help to listen and subscribe to our podcasts. As I say, we'll be doing a lot of these over the coming weeks. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a twist. There'll be some features. Um, so just keep an eye on the the Sunodeco website for all of our podcast content over the coming weeks and months. Any feedback or questions, please send it to the team individually or tweet them to at Sunecho SCFC. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Raw and stay safe. <laughs>